I would I would be having nightmares if he like he was that guy. If I I was in I was stuck in there with Christopher Walken, I would I'd my pants. <laughs> right? It's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Hey, Toasters, welcome to episode... Wait a minute, this is... So has this been recording since last week? I thought we're supposed to be doing episode 60. What is this? Oh, Wait a minute. Oh, did we... We we left Mike in here the whole time. Uh, Why the... Come on, really? Uh, What, Mike? Come on, guys. That was a video recording last week. Did you keep the files tidy? Is it clean in here? Like... What has he been? What have you been? What What are you doing here, Mike? Well, I'm sorry. I'm. You told me to stay here and wait for yeah, the I next mean, episode. I can come on. Yeah, but I, I didn't mean literally here, stay in the Zencaster. Like here, jeez. Well, oh, I'm uh, sorry. Jeez. Okay. Um, I, well, at least it's a podcast. No, no, no one can see and or smell. So you you should oh, be okay. good. We're we're fine. Uh, it's kind of dark in here. Well, yeah, you were supposed to replace the light bulbs this week, but apparently you've been sitting there in the dark like a weirdo. What are you, Bane? Uh, a little bit. Oh. What's funny is I was born in darkness. <laughs> I, I first thought of Moe's going to, going down to check on the, the room getting repainted in the office building, and they turned the light on, and he's been standing there painting the room in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, deep cut, deep cut. I don't know why. I, I think uh, we got some polls to catch the listeners up on. What's, oh, we do. We we ran a got? bunch this week, but I'm going to give Wait. you the top three. So last week, Dennis, you reviewed a movie that Mike actually suggested we review, and then we Very just good. ignored him for weeks on end for some reason. But uh, you watched Ip Man. That makes me happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> Dobby's uh, free. Uh, Dobie's gonna get killed in a couple of uh, We're gonna books, take that so watch fucking sock away. <laughs> uh, so I asked uh, everyone on Twitter who their favorite badass ass kicker was out of Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and Donnie Yen. What oh. would you guys have voted? Dobby. Oh. <laughs> are, are you saying that you would have voted for for Dobby, the the house like for, for for E? Yes. The... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. The alternative. That, that's the first. You're, you're going to get it. So one whole vote for Dobby. That's we get. Okay. That that, that wasn't um, even on the poll, but I like that. I am. T- I'm honestly torn between Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, to be entirely honest. All right. I was just talking about what is it? Fist of the Drunken Master earlier today. So, huh. but Fair I did enough. just watch the couple of Donnie Yen. Mm, fucking a um, Bruce Lee. Let's go for the classic. Let's go for the, okay. the OG. All right. All right, and uh, Mike, you still sticking in there? Final answer, Dobby? No, no, I'll, I'll <laughs> stick with uh, Bruce Lee. Okay. Enter okay. the Dragon. He beat up Chuck Norris. <laughs> Takes a real man to do that. Um, exactly, it's, especially with his hidden fist. <laughs> <laughs> would 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 you guys be shocked if I told you uh, Bruce Lee got zero percent votes? Oh my well, god! Yeah, I thought he was going to sweep the leg like Johnny. But uh, yeah. that did not happen. So was it Jet Li? Jackie Chan came in first place with 60%. Oh. 
Okay. Okay. Nice. Jet Li. Of course. What's up? No, I'm saying, of course, who can uh, forget about the Jackie Chan show? Uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. Adventures. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's With right. Grandpa, Toru. Oh, yeah. I hear they were supposed to be rebooting that, but like only in China. And Jackie was going to be on it. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that, though. That would be awesome. Do you remember when the bad guys became good guys or something like that? When Toru started helping them? Fuck yeah. yeah. Or, the, or the other dudes. The other two, like, henchmen guys. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but something happened. Once the, they changed Jade. a lot of the voices in the show. That's when I stopped watching the show. Uh, Jet Li and Donnie Yen tied for uh, 20% each. Yeah. I That's really cool. thought it was going to be Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, and then maybe Jet Li and a little Donnie Yen, but I was wrong. No, that's an interesting result. I cannot believe Bruce Lee got 0% of the fucking yeah. vote. Is, is the mythos of Bruce Lee start, finally starting to fade away from American cinemaphiles? Like, I hope not. Like, He's probably one of the best fighters of all time. Mm-hmm. The fact that he really was, he, he really could fight. I feel like he can beat up like all of them except for Jackie Chan. Maybe he might have a good chance. Like Jackie Chan might have a good chance with Bruce Lee, but I think, I think Bruce Lee would Jackie win. Chan's an excellent like stunt actor and stuff too mm. you know i'm not sure if I, he doesn't always like i don't immediately think of him when i think of oh could he really fight somebody yeah Jet Li, bruce lee i, I, more I would watch yelp. that fight i'd watch that fight. i'm calling you out jackie chan you're eight poopy crap <laughs> you're not poppycock <laughs> he is also not poopy crap or poopy whatever crap. he just said i like that no no but he's a He's a great, he's a great actor. Yeah. Hell yeah, though, but, absolutely. I mean, and I heard apparently he's now like decided not to do American movies because he wants to just stretch his like acting abilities in like Asia and like oh, do right. all different types of movies. So uh, cool. tough to say that. He did sing I'll Make a Man Out of You in Mandarin for the original Mulan movie. Huh. Oh, shit. Yeah, you didn't know no. that? No, look at that. A little trivia for you guys. Boom. Damn. Hey, I, I do research in my cave too. Weeks later, we get new tidbits. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, up next, uh, earlier this week, it was announced that Chris Pratt would be coming in as Star Lord in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. So, I wanted to Ooh, find out okay. who the best Chris was in the MCU, according to our uh, Twitter followers. So, I put up Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and I said, Nah, Chris Pine in the DCEU. And, uh, what the yeah. f? You can't mix them. Hey, there was a fourth <laughs> spot and I didn't want to leave it opened. Okay, you know what? <laughs> there wasn't another Chris. That's funny. Uh, or I, I wanted to or a do a deep dive. There had to have been a deep dive of like a background actor or something. <laughs> you should have done just, uh, what's who plays Spider Man? Just throw that in there. Uh, just that, would, oh, that, would, that would throw people for a loop. Tom Holland. Tom. Chris, 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 Tom. Chris. <laughs> Yep, there we go. You gotta have one Tom. Uh, there's always a Tom in the group. Uh, there's the episode title right there. <laughs> there's always a Tom, Tom in the group. Um, <laughs> God. I, I just gotta throw it down. Chris Hemsworth. All right. Thor's my guy. Cool. Thor's my guy. Cool, cool. See, I'm Get torn that. between those Chris, uh, Evans and Hemsworth. It's one of those two, but I'm not sure who. I guess Evans? Evans. Chris Evans. Okay. All right. Merka. So, uh, I'll work backwards for the uh, thrill of the game. So uh, Chris Pine got 0%. Uh, nobody <laughs> cares about the DC universe, I guess. Um, Chris Pratt surprisingly <laughs> came in third with 9%. Mm-hmm. That's not surprising um, to me, though. Yeah. I, I, like that. 
I was at the drive-ins last night, and as I was leaving, because uh, the movie I saw was playing with American Pie, and I'm like, yeah, I know that, I can leave. <laughs> but uh, Guardians was playing on the other screen, and I'm like, oh, man, I forgot how great this movie is. So oh, sorry, yeah. I'll just keep rambling, yeah. No, 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 please, no, please. please. I was going uh, to edit this episode. Mike has to edit this, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my job. <laughs> There's uh, uh, no. like our parents got to experience Star Wars for the first time, not knowing what Star Wars was going into it. There isn't an existing knowledge of, oh, yeah, that's Star Wars. Everyone else around you has heard of it, but you're about to see it for the first time. Mm. We, instead, we we were that first group of people that was like, what is this? I don't know. This could be cool. And then we walked out with that feeling of, holy fuck, I want to watch that movie. Yeah, we had uh, like a month left until the movie came out. And it's like, fuck, God. I want to see that right now. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, I, so I distinctly cherish that memory of that feeling of like, that was so good. I cannot wait for this. And I had no idea what it was that was coming. So in the hype actually lived up to the like 20 minutes that we watched. Anyways, 14% people voted uh, in the way of Mike with Chris Hemsworth and uh, 77% with my main man, Chris Evans. There you go. Your boy. Oh, people like, uh, Captain America, dude, he's one Mark? of the coolest cats out there. I, I would have given him uh, my vote. I mean that that was a close, but I love. I mean, I still I still like Thor. Thor is cool. I will always love Thor. Thor is cool. Yeah, I love how they they made Thor a more likable, more enjoyable character when Taika took over. Okay, so there's one final one here. Um, so it was announced this week that unfortunately uh, Captain Jack Sparrow will not be in the new Fantastic Beast movies. So oh, um, I wanted to find out what the audience thought should be should happen if they think sh- Colin Farrell should come back, if Johnny Depp should somehow be able to let back in uh, or if they think there's also a rumor that Mads Mikkelsen will come in. And just for the Ooh. hell of it, I threw out a uh, Christopher Walken because that'd be pretty cool, I think. Oh, I could just imagine Christopher Walken. Hey, <laughs> I'm uh, going to cast a spell. Avada uh, Kadava. <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> I was oh fucking hey that's I'm done doing magic. <laughs> I'm here with magic. Uh do you are now poo. Whatever. All right. Uh I just picture his character from from from, from him from us uh what is it, click that Adam Sandler movie? He's like oh I was God. here all along. I would I'd be having nightmares if he like he was that guy if I, I was in I was stuck in there. With Christopher Walken, I'd, I'd my pants. <laughs> right? You just pull your wand and your magic. Your magic he's, a, a sp- he's a he's a little so spoopy, you know. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore. What, what what does that even mean? <laughs> oh God, uh, I, I would have to say Matt Mickelson. He's he's he can be spooky. I like that guy. That would be cool to see. I, I'm going to go with Christopher Walken. <laughs> I also was going to go with Christopher Walken. Uh, unfortunately, Mike and I are the only two that feel that way. He got 0%, man. I was hoping I could start like a get walking in the movie. Uh, going, but that didn't Walk work. into the movie. Oh. That's the name of the campaign. <laughs> I'm walking into the movie and I'm watching myself. Christopher Walken. <laughs> Where, where's all the ceramics? Uh, Is he not a it, <laughs> Oh, boy. So uh, Colin Farrell got 12 percent. But uh, unfortunately, they said he can't come in because he's too tied up with the Batman over there. So uh, no, no, no return to the beast for him. Uh, Oh, wow. So 70 percent of the audience 
thinks that uh, Johnny Depp should be back. Honestly, I didn't really care for Johnny Depp in that movie. I liked when Colin Farrell was the bad guy and then they did a Scooby-Doo and it's like, ah, I'm Johnny Depp. And it's like, fuck you, Johnny Depp. And then he rips his he rips his mask off. Hey, it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> See, that's I, what I'm hoping I gotta for. Be honest, I've never seen him. What's <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? I'm too busy being in the, the war with Grandpa. I don't know. <laughs> I, I got I gotta get my money from a kangaroo. Kangaroo oh Jack, Anthony Anderson, Je- Jerry O'Connell. Wow, what's going on? A rapping wow. kangaroo. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh Mike, you're here for a very spe- <laughs> specific reason. You're our Christopher Walken uh uh philosopher, I guess we could call you. Philosopher and and goat story series reviewer. So you've started a trend now with I, this is your doing. I'm sorry, but you you made your beds here. So now you must go lie in it. I I, I mean, I, I digged myself a goat shaped hole and now I'm in the goat shaped hole. Now, or, well, we have you here in case we have no return customers here listening to this episode. Uh, can you fill in the audience on uh, what a goat story is? Yeah, just briefly. Uh, so briefly, uh, in a couple words, uh, really bad, confusing, and uh, interesting. <laughs> but basic. So basically, the story is about uh, this guy. He's a sculptor. He's going into. He's coming into Prague at the turn of the century. In the I don't know what year. I think it's like in the fourteen hundreds. And uh, he's a sculptor. He has a pet goat who talks. Who has a crush on him. Tries to marry him. <laughs> Falls in love with a girl named Katie. Big boobs. Has nails in them. Big ass. You know. <laughs> and then we have a side story with Matthew, who is the clockmaker's protege, who has signs a deal with the devil, <laughs> and that turns to crap. And you know, you have to go watch it. It's on YouTube for free. If you have like an hour and a half of your time you know definitely watch it it's really crappy but definitely watch it and you said there's like teenage uh, college students just eating and having sex yeah there's the 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 student i don't know if they're in college no. they i think it's just maybe they're just learning about how to be clockmakers <laughs> and they're just uh there's what like they're just eating having sex and they're rich because their mamas and dad dad's got a lot of money and uh our our uh our guy Matthew wants to be like them mm. and it costs him his master's, you know, eyeballs. Oh shit. Spoiler. Jesus yeah. Christ. You got, you guys got to watch it. You got to be on my level. Okay. Apparently, I don't know if but, I could ever be there. No, but definitely take a look, have a drinking game out of it. If you're of legal age, no matter where you are, I don't condemn it if you're underage, but I mean, get watch it mike, mike watch your fucking language dude this there could be kids listening to this fucking show i'm gonna bleep it out okay honestly. good you should your potty okay, mouth geez. watch your profanity your okay person. well geez <laughs> what an asshole do you, kiss your, do you do you kiss your mother with that mouth do you kiss hey, your mother walking here. <laughs> i'm all walking here <laughs> it was one man show oh man so, so, so you, this this week you're here to talk about a goat story too, right? Yes, unfortunately, yeah. I, I watched that goat story too. All right, so 
actually, it wasn't bad. It's actually better than Ghost Story 1. It actually had a storyline that I can follow. Huh. Jemmy and Katie and Goat run off to the countryside, and they start a cheese-making business. And I don't know what happened to Goat. Goat was voiced by a female voice actor, but for some reason, she must have chain-smoked when she saw <laughs> Jemmy and Katie like having starting to ha- start a family because... She sounds like a man now, yeah. but okay. she, it's it's red. It, it's said that she is still a woman, uh, still a female goat. I almost said a woman. She's an animal. <laughs> so, um, the the best part about this, it's a musical. It's the first one a musical? No, the first one's not a musical. This the second one is, and it's not even called Goat Story Two. Oh. It's called Goat Story with Cheese. What? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So basically. It starts out, we have this guy, he's the king. He he has like a, a weird fetish with cheese. And um, does he fuck it? No, oh. no, th- this is a kid's movie, remember? But you said, you said that there's like orgies and and tits and ass. And apparently, well, apparently, in, in Czech, that's okay, but violence isn't okay, so fair enough. But I mean, but I, said, not I, I said, did he fuck the cheese? That's violence. No, I mean that's not really violence. That's like sex appeal or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. You're, you're throwing me off track, man. Right, you're, you're throwing me off. Track. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. So basically, the, we see Jemmy and Katie. They have kids, and his son is actually named Johnny. Oh. And the daughter's name, yeah, yeah, and the and the daughter's name is Susie. So they have a boy and a girl, and all the boy wants to do is be a knight and and play with his friends and. He has to be a farm boy and make the cheese with his family. Is this like Luke Skywalker? He's stuck uh, wanting wanting to get out there and see the world. And his aunt and uncle are like, oh, you must stay here one more harvest. Well, no, no, it's I mean, they might have taken it from there, but um, they do go on an adventure because uh, the devil's in this again. Yeah, but, of course. You got to have the devil in this making them sketchy deals. They get taken away because apparently the devil likes a certain kind of cheese, and this cheese smelt really good. <laughs> apparently, oh, so okay. So, um, and this old woman who bought cheese from them, she has the same as the as the mom, which is she's got not big boobs, but moderate size, but big hips. <laughs> she, and then apparently she has a Sherlock Holmes hat and a pipe. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of woman. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, meow. <laughs> they go out they go to this pub they meet a group of guys and they all have like very kind of normal characteristics about them one's really tall one's really broad one's blind and uh you can only guess what their names are dopey fuckhead and retard no no so the tall one's name is tall the wide one's name is broad and the blind one's name is get this Blinky? nope sharp eyed oh and he's blind yeah but you know he's he suffers from this blindness called cataracts oh okay <laughs> yeah so, all right i can get behind cataracts we're, yeah so we're getting strangely specific in this in the detailing of uh and guys can i just say like I, I i i do not say retard uh, normally, um, I just thought that would be something the Chets would do because they fuck cheese apparently. Uh, well, stop being so racist, man. Okay. <laughs> Wild generalizations about quesophiles, okay? Just because okay. there's just seven. Just because I have cheese down my pants right now doesn't mean everyone else isn't fucking cheese too. Hey, sexual. 
case. I don't know. I was trying to do cheese. Right. We're, we're hijacking your story here. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. No, it's all good. So basically, they go off. They try to save their parents. And you guys got to watch it yourself. But uh, it's a it's a very interesting story. The songs are, are catchy. And, uh, you know, God, it's a music. It's a musical. I, I feel like if the first one was a musical, it might have bumped it up to a 0.7 instead Ooh. of a 0.5. <laughs> but for this one, I'm going to give it a one slice. One whole slice. All right. I was I was actually going to give it like the same rating, maybe lower, but I actually kind of liked it. The story was actually kind of like not as confusing. Now, is All it right. dubbed? Is it subtitles? Is it English? So. So here's the best part. So uh, the studio, uh, AA Studios, it's on YouTube as the same for Goat Story. And uh, they have a dub version. So in English, Chinese, the original, which is uh, Czech. And um, I I don't know what other language. I think they had um, Spanish. So definitely, definitely take a watch, guys. Watch Goat Story 2. Goat Story with Cheese. Is, is a Goat Story 3 out there? Is is that coming anytime soon, you know? I, I, I don't know, and I hope it does. Goat if it does, will you watch it for us? If, if, if it comes on, I, I, I'll have to I watch think you it. do. You've yes. now, we've now added it to your contract. Could you actually, like, write the third one, and maybe we could, like, uh, have a have a table read on the show? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh god. Let's get straight to I, four. I no, let's just get straight to four. Let's make some They're assumptions about what the third one will be. <laughs> go go story in space. Go story four on top of lettuce. On oh. top of lettuce. Uh we get grandkids in that one, I bet. Let us Oh yeah. Let us take you on an adventure. To take you that's on a ride. To the Twilight Zone. To the tour. That's a long title. This is a long. This is a big poster. This is a really big poster. Or is it a really tiny poster with very tiny font? Maybe. Yeah. Now, will this one also feature Christopher Walken or? Write that down. Write that down. Well, yeah, it has to. It has to have the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waving wow. my wand, but no magic <laughs> is coming out. Hey, where's the goat? Where's the goat cheese? Ah. <laughs> uh. I can't even do it. What are Uh, we doing right now? 40 minutes in, we got like kind of one review. Oh boy, this is good stuff. What kind of podcast is this? Well, guys, thanks for listening to episode 60. Christopher walking in a goat. Whoa. Uh, Welcome to the the walking podcast. Forget about Uh, shitcast. We're all about walking. Oh, boy. We should just have a month where we only review Christopher Walken movies. January, it's it's coming. I I call Kangaroo Jack. Damn you. Is he in the animated sequel, Kangaroo Jack Down? I mean, in Las Vegas? Jesus Christ. I'll take Zoolander then. Uh, oh, he is the dad, isn't he? No, yeah. no, no, he's not the dad. Isn't I thought, um, I thought, oh, no. I thought, I thought, um, Jerry Siller plays Ben Siller's dad. No, oh, does he? Or, or does he I play so. someone else? Huh. Oh, look at this. See, not even calling out uh, movies in the right. To... Ah, whatever. We're gonna get. We have a whole month and a half to figure this one out. Yeah, true. So uh, that that's my review. Goat story with cheese. Goat Thank you, man. Cheese. That is something. Yeah. Mo- so I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back in my cave and dread the day that Goat Story Three comes out. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you I just know wait you're looking forward to it. 
I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Yeah, did you have your girlfriend watch it with you, or was she like? No, I watched it by myself. She doesn't want to watch it. She's a smart woman. Yeah, she is. She's smart. I digged myself a goat size hole with Christopher Walken's helping me. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh, John Voight. I was thinking of John Voight. John Voight plays. His father. Apologize. There you go. Jerry Stiller is in the movie. He plays a different else. character. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Oh, I think he's like his his like uh his agent or something. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. No walking. I, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. That I just I needed to set the record straight. I I was very wrong. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was uh, <laughs> some kind of apology video. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Mike, it was a pleasure having you here, man. It's nice that the three of us could all catch up on here. I'll just, I'll, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll stick around in my cave. I'll listen into the little. You're, you're allowed to. Week. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to bathe this week, though. Just so you know. Yeah, but no soap. You got to use rainwater and uh, saliva, I guess, like like a cat. OK, Jesus. I mean, I'm allergic to cats, but. Oh, hey, Great. hey, cat saliva is the only way you can get yourself <laughs> bathed. This week. Oh, can't, come on. Let it at least his own. Let that's oh. come on. All right. Okay. All right. Dennis is going to be lenient. The fucking watermelon man's going to be lenient, I guess. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. Fine. But uh, (laughs) this week, we'll talk next week. That sounds good. All right. Well, you do. Well, if anything, if I hear the Mandalorian, I'll just pop up. Yeah. 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 Please do. Please do. Yeah. This is the way. Phil. (laughs) It's the only way. Well, I'm walking here. All right. We're going right, to keep right. walking Ooh. down the line of reviews. <laughs> I'm not in any of them. Ow. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, you what? Uh, Dennis, what, what's your first movie you got this week? Okay. Um, the first movie I got up was, was one that uh, caught my eye coming down the line. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7. I just want to jump right into my newest newest material. Give you give you something to savor. So this is a film that tells the story of the seven people that were on trial for charges that amounted to starting a riot, basically, uh, during the 1968 Democratic National Convention held in Chicago, Illinois. Film is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, and it has a star-studded cast. But I got to say, there's the, the, the... The cast is interesting. Just... Uh, the the big names off the bat that I feel like kind of get the attention is going to be like Eddie Redmayne. Um, mm-hmm. Why can't I think of his name? Oh my God, that played the lawyer who's in a lot of the uh, the trailer, but isn't in much of the movie. Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh no, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen is in a lot of the movie. He's great. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was awesome. Uh, uh, John yeah, Carroll uh, Lynch was great. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, there you go. He's okay. he's fine. He's he's what you expect Joseph Gordon Levitt to be. It's not bad. It's just, it, but it's, he's not as good as he was in seventy five hundred, was he? No, no, it's nothing like that. He doesn't get he doesn't get enough to do. There isn't like enough range for him to like really show that much off. Frank Langella, fantastic, terrible piece of shit. He does an awesome job. He's a playing. lawyer, or he's a judge. He plays the judge oh, okay. presiding over the case, and huh. awesome at being a piece of trash. I liked uh, I liked hating him. <laughs> it was Fair a very, enough. very good portrayal of that. Uh, yeah, no, it solid film. I, I got to say for a two hour and nine minute runtime does not feel that long at all. Like once we once the ball gets rolling, it gets moving. 
and mm. it really wastes no time. Uh, so, folks, I just kind of glided right over it. This is a uh, Netflix original release, so you will find it on on there. Uh, the the cast member that stood out to me, he played William. Oh my God, how do you say there the lawyer for the uh, William Kunstler? I swear to God, that is his name. Get your head out of the gutter, you fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, you, you listener. I'm talking to you, Dennis. I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you could have um, said Kunstler like a regular guy. I could have. said you had him in a dirty, you're like, Kunstler. Mark, Mark Rylance play, uh, plays this character. He did an awesome job. He is emotion he gets to express, and there's the level of anger and frustration you see well up within him over the course of the film is fucking fantastic there is uh, all the series in tone and covering the subject matter of it being a a court case type film there are a surprising amount of like light moments there's there are a few uh pretty solid jokes that got me to laugh out loud and not just coming from sasha baron cohen either it's kind of from all over the place that was one that just i i just it was very it was very pleasant view there's there's talking a little bit about uh racial equality it was a good part of the movie. Not I not all of it. I feel like it could have highlighted that a little bit more because I found that to be very interesting. So among the seven are a member of the Black Panthers that was rounded up with this group who actually didn't spend any time with the protesters. He he was in Chicago for two hours in the airport and then turned around and left. Huh. They, he was already warned it wouldn't. This was not going to go well. This is not going to be a safe place for you. So he wasn't ever present for the activities that they're on trial for, and they wouldn't even let him get his own lawyer. So there, there's a lot of just there's a, a lot of interesting points like that that get highlighted that are just like, holy shit, how did this even get to this point? But I guess it's 1968. So who cares about fucking equal rights? So much has changed since 2020. Yeah. In 1968. Yeah, right? It's sad, man. Um. But still, it's a very it was a very interesting movie. I, I'll, I'll wrap this one up quick. I, it it is going to easily be. I'll give it a uh, three slices. This was a, a solid view. Like I said, if you're if you're worried about it being two hours and but you have the time, I'd say just go for it. It like I said, it went by really fast to me. I felt like we were already in the last act by the time uh, you know. I felt like we were uh, barely cracking into this thing, and uh, yeah, it was just a enjoyable film uh michael keaton's role as the uh former attorney general and providing kind of like this linchpin in the case of like so this is why we're we're being dicks that Mm. that was an interesting part very small he probably shot his stuff out in a couple of days but you know it's michael keaton he's fucking fantastic um yeah 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 good good viewing three slices uh the trial of the Chicago seven that that was always my biggest fear like I heard the great cast and whatnot but I don't know. It just felt, looked like it was going to drag on. So I'm happy to hear that it moves quickly and, and succinctly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I think um, you enjoy it. It's, it's that type of it's a drama piece. It's it's a good actor film. I feel like just kind of watching, uh, you know, this handful of people get to flex their muscles. Not the people. What I just find interesting is the people you think are going to shine brightest aren't necessarily the ones that are going to keep your attention the whole time. Well, that's the beauty with Aaron Sorkin stuff. Like he really knows how to subject like different things out of different people. And like, yeah, I don't know. I I like I like Sorkin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, This is a solid one. Solid one. Another solid film. 
by Mr. Sorkin, that's for sure. Mm. So what's your what what are you serving up to us first there? All right. So Dennis, do you like uh romance movies, like maybe teen romance movies set in like mm. a high school? Oh Christ. Okay. 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 All right. But what what if I what if I was to throw in the fact that uh teens are spontaneously combusting and exploding and, and guts and blood is flying everywhere amongst all this? Now you have my attention. Now I'm watching that movie. All right. See, that's what I was hoping for. This movie I watched <laughs> is called Spontaneous. It stars Catherine Langford from uh, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, this guy, Charlie Plummer. Uh, yeah, he has a bunch of random people here and there that you might have seen. Um, but yeah, okay. no, I was very, very excited to see this because it's like I, it, it, the movie starts off right away. Like. Uh, these kids are in a classroom and uh, this one girl uh, drops a pencil. She goes to pick it up and there's an explosion noise and like kids are running the fuck out of the classroom. She doesn't know what happened. She's like, gosh, like, like just boom, some, someone's exploded. And then it happens. All these kids are taken to a police station to be interrogated and this and that. And they're held there all day. Then another kid explodes and then more and more kids start to explode. The, the, the town, the school shuts down. These kids are kind of taken and being turned into lab rats trying to come up with a pill to save it. But as this is all happening, there's these two unlikely people that are coming together and, uh, and forming a relationship and we're watching their relationship blossom. And we're always on the edge of the seat, not knowing if mm-hmm. one of them or both of them are going to explode. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a comedy like, it's it's kind of a drama. It's it, there's a lot going on here. It's an interesting movie. Uh, and, and the fun thing is it was um, I talked about the movie, uh, the the babysitter. This was written and directed by the guy that wrote the babysitter and the babysitter uh, killer queen. Uh, he also wrote uh, mm-hmm. the movie underwater, uh, which was kind of like a suspense movie underwater uh, with the chick from Twilight and uh, that movie that we fuck. What's her name? I forget her name. It doesn't matter. But no, this movie is really interesting. I was very excited for it. I'm talking, of course, about Spontaneous. It came out a couple of months ago and it's been on VOD, but it just hit Redbox. I'm like, all right, I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, Unfortunately, I feel like it was kind of slow at points for me. Like it dragged a bit, but when things were hitting, they were hitting. I I thought it was going to be kind of more funny, but it wasn't as funny. And it was kind of dark at times. So I'll give Spontaneous... Two slices of toast. Uh, All right. But it's interesting and graphic. Who do you think is the main target audience for this movie? I was hoping I would be, but um, I want to go with maybe (laughs) tweens and teens. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering when you did, when you started describing how dramatic it is, it's like, okay, it sounds like the other parts are kind of fluff for like the boyfriend who's trying to watch it with you to like, okay, this is cool. But Mm-hmm. that's really because that honestly that's part of what hooks me in if if that was more centralized to the plot of like the, the this is i don't know i mean it is but but i will say there's this cool little thing that they're doing in here like every time someone dies we're seeing them take like their yearbook picture and we're getting like a little blurb about who they are like oh and it's kind of interesting seeing that and then like you're like oh shit back to this story oh, oh people are exploding here and there but uh it, it's kind of cool uh rob uh hubel's in it he plays the girl's father and he's 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 serious. He's not like a goofy guy in this. So that was kind of nice to see. What? All right. Yeah. Different. And uh, Piper Pablo uh, or whatever her name is from uh, oh, COVID. Yeah, she plays the mother. They're, those These two together, whenever they're on screen, it's kind of cool. And at like one point, the, the the dad like offers his daughter a joint. And she's like, what? 
and he, they're like, we know you smoke weed. You can't hide it from us. When <laughs> I mean, shit's going on you, yeah, you can smoke. And yeah, it's kind of interesting, but unfortunately it doesn't stick the landing with me. I was hoping for a lot more comedy moments and a lot more bloody. I mean, it's bloody. It's intense and bloody and crazy, but it is keeping you on the edge of your seat most of the movie. So, yeah. Okay. Should I talk about one more uh, movie that I've rented at Redbox, possibly? I suppose, since this is kind of the show to do that on, I think we should just... Yeah, what you got, man? All right, so... um, I watched a movie called Chick Fight. Oh. So, <laughs> okay, it's there's a uh, Mullen Ackerman, uh, fucking uh, Bella Thorne, and um, fucking Jack Donaghy himself, Mister Alec Baldwin. Uh, so primarily, uh, Mullen Ackerman is a small business owner, but she's really hit with some tough times. Her mother recently passed away a couple of years ago. The movie starts off with her car being towed. Uh, Her business catches on fire. She doesn't have any insurance for the business. She finds out her father, who she thought was a manly man, is in a relationship with another man. I mean, that's not a big issue there. Um, But she's just really hit with bad times. And her best friend decides to tell her about this little underground fight club that goes on against ladies. And she's like, you make some money here. You can let out your frustrations. And uh, she's like, what? Like, she's just brought there and uh, she doesn't want to fight. But she she's like, fuck it. You know what? What do I have to lose? And Bella Thorne's kind of like a bad bitch. She wants to change the game. And we find out that uh, Malin Ackerman's mother was a psychiatrist. And she started this fight club for her patients to let them fight and get out their frustrations and yeah i don't i don't don't know how it's weird and uh fucking i don't know i i I don't know this movie i it was a hail mary i'm like maybe i'll like it maybe i won't like it but Malin ackerman pretty much goes to alec baldwin who plays an alcoholic who trained sugar ray how to fight and like (laughs) She's like, oh, wow, sugar, you taught Sugar Ray. And then we find out later it was the band Sugar Ray, not uh, the, not the sugar boxer. Sugar. Yeah. 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 But it was interesting seeing Alec Baldwin play an alcoholic, knowing his past. Um, <laughs> and pretty much it's just we're seeing her become a fighter. And she is like trying to take down the bitch who's trying to change the game. And uh, yeah, no, a uh, chick fight, unfortunately, is I'm going to go with the one slice of toast. Oh, shit. Yeah, but I will say the comedy doesn't hit very hard for me, uh, but they do some really cool camera tricks and the camera shot. The shots are cool. There's some cool slow motion. The fights are always stylistic and fun, but the music all seems repetitive and the same. And there's nothing really inventive going on here. And oh. I don't know. It's kind of stale. Jesus. OK, the, yeah, because it's like I'd heard about this one coming in the pipeline and I was just like, what the fuck is this? This cast is all over the place, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it's just all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. OK, well, not not in a hurry to check this one out. That's for sure. Yeah. Sorry, guys. What what do you got up? Well, <laughs> let's bring uh, I, I want to. We're feeling festive over here at our place and uh, started cracking into the, the holiday films. So is the season. Yeah, that it is. That it is. So today, to keep kind of keep up with the, the theme from last week, uh, we've watched Home Alone 2. Fucking cut right to the second. Uh, why not? Whoa, 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 Dennis. Home Alone 2, lost in New York. Lost in New York. That is right. That is where he is lost. He got himself <laughs> lost. He, he got himself there. 
So is he lost or is he just missing? Yeah, yeah, man. He's lost. He's not found. He, he not thought lost. he was going with his family to fucking Paris, right? Or was, no, not Paris. New York. Florida? I mean, how lost can you be? True. <laughs> Other than <laughs> Catherine O'Hara running around fucking streets of New York in the middle of the night asking fucking punk mohawk dudes if they've seen her son. But, you know, whatever. So for our young audience who uh, might not know, what's going on in uh, this this well, iteration of the Home Alone movie? The second installment follows our, our first experience with the McAllister home and little Kevin McAllister fending off two would-be uh, holiday robbers who were specifically targeting homes of families who were away on vacation for the holidays. And this is a very well-to-do neighborhood, uh, just based on the contents and size of all of these fucking houses. The In the second installment, because of course, uh, the kid wins the day, the, the bad guys get arrested. Second one, the bad guys are out of prison. They, they've escaped, and the McAllisters are going on Christmas vacation again exactly one year later. They made the exact oh. same mistake, and they misplaced their son, Kevin. So Kevin accidentally born, boards a, uh, a plane flying to Paris, or sorry, flying to New York and not Paris. And his the rest of his family got onto a different plane that actually was flying to Paris. And fun little tidbit for those who are familiar with the film. So when Kevin sits down next to the French guy and asks him if it's his first time flying to Paris and he just starts spitting all that French out to him. If you don't know what he's saying, he's actually trying to warn Kevin and tell him, you realize this is a plane to New York. We're not going to Paris. We're going to New York. Do you know that? Like that one I had to look up later. But I, I thought it was kind of a fun a that fun little cool. giveaway if you if you uh, speak the language. So he then starts listening to fucking he starts rocking at some Tom Petty Christmas music and mm. flies to New York where he then starts roaming the streets. He books a hotel room. Yada, yada, yada. Of course, he crosses. Damn, paths so how does he book a hotel room? He's a kid with his stolen credit card. Um, oh, shit. That was my best. Uh, Tim uh, Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. That was terrible. I, I this is an episode full of terrible. I, I got it. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? I think I uh, think I did a pretty good Mike impersonation earlier. Mike was never here. It was always Mister Walken, just me. Oh my gosh, I was the only one. <laughs> Wait, did you say my name? Oh, again? oh no. yeah. See, I'm a very good again. person. Oh, <laughs> no one calling for you. Okay, bye. <laughs> see, no, see, I can put my voice sound like anybody here. All right, I'm that good, Dennis. Damn! Just I swear, don't make me do it again, though. I swear, you sounded just like my, just like Mike too. Uh, yeah, see, I I put on a pair of Michael Jordan shoes and I sound like Mike Benson. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't reveal my name. <laughs> don't reveal my name. No one can ever know. I don't know why we went Batman there. Um, yeah, so Home Alone two. Oh, yeah, so he's in New York. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the criminals, the home invaders, are after him. Harry and Marv. Uh, they find wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. They're the wet bandits. Now they're the sticky bandits. Stick, uh. They used to be wet. Now they're sticky. Mm. That's what she said. Um, not sorry. Nah, nah, not sorry. Your mother's named Martha too. Um, call back. Go find it. Movie joke. Oh, I was I was going with, I was going with the Will Arnett uh, Reese's commercials, but I, okay. I, I like yours. <laughs> Still Batman. I know a pretty bad still, still a Batman, though. Still a He's Batman. My favorite Batman. I'm not gonna lie. Arnett is my favorite Batman. <laughs> Best Batman movie, in my opinion. So, um, long story short, Kevin reminds a homeless lady she's homeless by giving her Christmas ornaments to a tree she doesn't have, <laughs> and <laughs> this 
true. It's mm. fucking true. Go back and watch it if you don't remember. True. I saw the whole thing. Um, oh, no, I remember, man. I the the turtle doves to the bird lady, his best friend. <laughs> That's right. He 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 is a little shit. Um, so <laughs> I can't turn off my Long mic voice, man. Short. Home Alone Two is uh, a. We're outdoing the first one. It is a lot of the same, but on a grander scale. I I think if you enjoyed the first one, you're of course you're gonna dig the second one. Um, we were having this discussion in our home earlier. I, I think we we might like the second one more than the first. The fact that they had a little bit more to play around with kind of lent it to be a little bit more of a spectacle and a bigger experience. Now, yeah, I mean they have a president in there, everyone's favorite mm, fucking president. Down the hall and to the left, Get the fuck out of here. Worst fucking worst line delivery. I made the best hotel ever. Oh, you want to shoot in my hotel? Well, I got to be in the fucking movie. I'm going to talk to that little shit. Get me right up in the front of the camera. Uh, let, let me hang out with Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens is my best friend. Best friend. Best guy ever. What a great man. Great, great, great actor. He's he's a little pedophile, but he's okay. He's all he right. He uh, likes to touch himself in a movie theater, but it's okay. He was acquitted. I don't know what Voida <laughs> I'm doing. Huge. Huge acquittal. Huge. Um, the biggest. The biggest. The biggest. Oh my god. The best the best acquittal you've ever seen. Doesn't get doesn't get bigger, better, best. Don't, don't stop the votes on the best movie ever. <laughs> I'm also in the movie Little Rascals. Check me out. I play the rich kid's father. He I, best, funny enough, best cameo look, ever. Oh boy. This 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 is quite the episode of impersonations. Um yeah. We're getting all we're getting everybody in here. No one's safe. Look Watch out, we're coming to you, Mario. It's a Mia. I don't know. Oh, here, here we go. Jason Bateman. Hi, I'm Jason Bateman. Because he's a white well, guy. Well, uh, Jason Jason Bateman here, guys. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. Really, that, that swell of you, Dennis. Uh, pal, I don't have the time <laughs> to do this. Uh, but please check out Smartless, the podcast with me, Sean Hayes, and my best friend, Will Arnett. Is that, okay, Jason Ray Bateman's doing a huge, huge ratings. <laughs> yeah. Is Jason Bateman doing? Uh, uh, oh my God! You just said his name. Now I can't think. Fucking. Uh, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. I, is it Jason no, no, trying Sean, to sound like Sean Hayes or Sha- no? Sean, uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett have a great podcast called Smartless. Gotcha. Uh, each week, one of them brings on a guest, and they don't tell who the guest is until like they're on the episode. So it's kind of fun. And then the other two like get to ask questions and whatnot. Oh, okay. And pretty much it's just the three of them like making fun of one another and being shitheads to each other. And then there's a guest who's like, Oh, I kind of want to talk. Oh God. It's pretty good show. Okay. Movie toast advertising other podcasts. It's what we do. Go listen to that. They don't, they do good impersonations. We do. (laughs) We do. We, We do. We do the best impersonations here. All right. Um, so after my butchering of Home Alone 2, because I just thought I'd mention, uh, mention, you know, Home Alone 2, three slices, more of, the, more of the classic, more of the same, have at it. And with that beautiful handoff, Adam, the big slice. No, uh, Dennis, I think you're the big slice I'm here, big man, slice. but it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm the crumb. I'm the crumb. I'm, crumb. I'm the fucking 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.75 uh crumb that uh that is a goat story big slice in the crumb Bring all right you. welcome back hey guys we got a caller on the line mike what's going on i think your show is the greatest show ever 
Huge Whoa! Fan, huge. We got the Prez himself <laughs> to call in. Ratings. I sometimes gotta stand back and stand by. Alright, we're gonna go to a new call. Uh uh caller uh, Adam, what movie did you watch this week? Well guys, uh I, I'm gonna stick with uh, the holiday themed. Uh, I watched uh, a Netflix original movie called Holiday. As you can imagine, oh. it's a movie about holidays and dating. Uh, this movie stars uh, everyone's favorite Roberts, uh, Eric Roberts. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Julia Roberts. No, no. Uh, it stars Emma Roberts. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some guy, Luke Bracely. I don't know. So pretty much uh, it's about this girl who is the only one in her family not to be engaged or married or in a relationship. Mm. Uh, and her family gives her shit about that. They give her a pretty shitty Christmas present that she goes to return the day after Christmas at a place. But in line in front of her is this Australian guy who was uh, also without a date on Christmas. Well, he had a date on Christmas. Some crazy girl that he just started sleeping with brought him to go see her family. She thought they were in a relationship, but they were not. And she gave him like three pairs of jeans, not jeans, khakis, uh, because she didn't know what size he was. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to I'm going to return these and get some cash. I'm I'm not with this crazy girl. And uh, needless to say, these two have a cute meet Emma Roberts and uh, this guy, Luke uh, Brassley, or I don't know how to fucking pronounce anything. Uh, Pretty much so. It's like these two people meet. They're they're both lonely and they're sick of going to holiday functions without a significant other. And they hate because people are like, oh, when are you going to have a girlfriend? When are you going to get a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Uh, You're so sad and single. So these two decide, hey, let's be each other's holidays. We'll uh, meet up every holiday and go to parties together and pretend to be a couple. We'll do all the stuff. Then people won't hit on us. People won't ask us questions. Uh, But we can't have any sex because friends with benefits, that never works. And uh, needless to say... They uh, start off, I want to say, first dates on New Year's Eve. And then by uh, the point that Emma Roberts' uh, brother gets married, uh, you know, uh, families might be... uh, Having? uh, There might be some... Yeah, having. There might be some sparks uh, brewing. And, uh, of course, the second act starts. And uh, our duo don't want to admit to one another that they like each other. And uh, so they split up. Oh, the classic. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll end it before anything can happen. Mm -hmm. But this is a classy movie, Dennis. There's points in here where where, uh, Emma Roberts is like, well, uh, I I don't like in movies when this happens or or uh, in movies that happens. Uh, So it's a really, uh, (laughs) really meta movie, if you know what I mean. So where I feel like we're going down a very familiar path here of many films have traveled this direction, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. Yeah, you might not be mistaken, my friend. Um, But I will say this movie you know, it has some laughs at us and chuckles. It has some good performances. And uh, I'm going to give Holiday on Netflix um, two and a half slices of toast here. Okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It, I thought this was going to be a Christmas movie, but it's an all-encompassing movie here. And uh, oh. I think we need more of that in our day. Uh, and it's just a nice little, like you said, you know what you're in for. And it's a quick little cute movie. And uh, it's fun. Nice. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds that sounds interesting. I could see that being like a if if you're having multiple movies over the weekend or in one night, and if it's like a part mm-hmm. of the lineup to kind of break up the the happenings. 
Okay. And I'm a fan yeah, of her, Emma Roberts. I, I don't mind her, actually. I like her. I like her. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was a toss-up. I was like, uh, it's either I want to watch uh, Holiday or I want to watch Jingle Jangle. And I watched the trailer for Jingle Jangle, the new uh, original Netflix uh, Christmas movie. And it was a musical. And I'm like, not today. Mm, I'll set. Okay. And, and I've been, I've been, I've been like asking Sarah, I'm like, ah, well, I got to watch this holiday movie. And she's like, I'm not watching it. She hates <laughs> Emma Roberts for some reason. And today she's like, have you watched holiday yet? I'm like, no, it's like, I'll watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, holiday. <laughs> it's time to go. I'm go. ready. You went on your yeah. holiday and we're like, Meh. yeah, yeah. I'm like, Meh. she actually laughed at it. So I'm like, ha, I told you holiday would be good. I didn't say it'd be great, but it was good. <laughs> it was a movie. It was a movie yeah. that happened to us. Uh, Dennis, do you have any movies happen to you this, uh, besides Home Alone? And uh... Oh, I have one more movie that happened to me today. That was okay. actually, it, I'm going to stay in a trend here. So I'm watching all movies, or excuse me, I'm reviewing all movies that only have numbers in the title. Oh. If I were to give you that hint... Say maybe maybe we're continuing something from the previous episode. Could you guess? Okay. Could you guess? Uh, I'm, I'm, give me a second here. I, I gotta. I gotta. I know I've been promoting the previous episodes. So let me think about what we have in the previous episode. Um. All right. I feel confident. Uh, you watch Ford v Ferrari vs. Um, Chrysler. Uh, Ford v Ferrari. Uh, three. Yes, that was it. Ford vs. Ferrari right. three. They skipped over the second one, went straight to the Still third Revan. one. Still Revan. Well, I mean, Still nobody really Revan. cared about the third one. Yeah, they, these are old guys in a retirement home uh, who build box uh, cars, uh, soap cars with uh, little kids uh, okay. that are having uh, soap, uh, soap, uh, soap, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying here. Let's get out of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, soap box so- derby. Did you just review Little Rascals? Little- I did. I did. Thank you. I was hoping someone would pick up on that. I just didn't know how to say soapbox derby. I just kept saying soap, soap, soap. It's remixing it over here. You know what? The, the soap on the rope. Uh, you know. <laughs> Don't drop the soap on a rope. It's got a rope, so you can't let it go. A rubber dub dub in my tub. The hugest. The, the, the hugest horse. The hugest dead horse. It's, so, it's, the, it's the biggest dead you've ever seen. It's not walking. <laughs> it's not. It's not it's not a walk in this way. Oh Christ. Oh, well, I'm sorry folks. We are we are just torturing you this week. Um now my my final review for this episode is It Man 2. Uh, oh. following the the first one, the first film, already fucking fantastic, saying its praises, but I must say this one gave the first one a run for its money. It, it immediately I'm met with the sense of Okay, I can see there's a bigger budget here. I can see we are writing like the success of the first film and in and in no bad way at all. Like all we're doing uh-huh. is expand it like the, there's more sets They're um, They're just as well dressed as they were in the first film. But you just you have more getting to see a little more of the world. So uh, it man has moved to Hong Kong uh, following the destruction that had occurred in his village in the first film he's kind of evading evading japanese capture healing from a gunshot wound starting a new martial arts school all while trying to keep a roof over his family's head okay it's it's intense things are are looking pretty pretty thin but he's scraping by so he gets a new school started he's made a splash in the in the neighborhood and he has to kind of like prove his worth 
to the rest of the uh, martial arts masters. They won't let him start. And what I found interesting, as opposed to the first film where they talked about, they always referred to them as schools. In the second one, they're referring to them as martial arts clubs. Maybe it's a regional thing. Like in Hong huh. Kong, we call them clubs instead. But he can't start his club until he has the approval of like the head honcho. And he's able to win his respect in one of, I say, one of the better fight scenes in this film. It was the, his uh, his incense fight while he's standing on the fucking this uh, table in the in a room filled with overturned stools. So that only the stool legs are pointed up. Mike, I think might have pointed this uh, uh, referred to a really cool scene. It was fucking awesome. It, the, each person approaching him because he has to stand on the table in the center. Each person approaching him had their own unique way of like running across the fucking feet of the stool legs and jumping onto the table to begin hit their fight with him. That was badass. That was fucking cool. The film culminates in a the buildup to a boxing match that is being it's kind of an exhibition fight held between a very well. Apparently, he's a famous British boxer, Mr. Twister. I forget what his real name is, but they they call him Twister most often. And he's there. To, they're here to do this fight where he's going to take on Chinese boxing or Chinese fighters, whatever. And it's supposed to be like this classy big exhibition thing. Well, Asshole fucking just gets up in the ring and just starts wailing on these guys doing a martial arts demonstration for the crowd. It was just meant to be a, it was this visual thing. And he's just a big fucking tool bag. Big racist piece of shit. The master who is in charge of all the other helps guide the other clubs in Hong Kong is the one to take him on or he decides he's going to take him on. He's not going to let this guy insult Chinese tradition fighting styles that are being represented there. Fights this guy and ends up getting getting beat pretty bad. Then that's a that's an intense moment. That also, I would say, is the next closest for a cool fight scene. Um, it gets I feel like the end fight between it man and Twister. Not my favorite. There's cooler. It It's intense, though. And I like that it got the, the bar was raised like we've seen him come close to death before. So it's like the, these terms weren't really as high a risk for me. So it didn't. Hmm. That part didn't quite carry for me, but I liked his speech he gave at the end to the rest of the crowd. But honestly, I it just jacked me up for a third one. I'm like, fuck yeah. I, I added all the rest to my Netflix queue, or at least I tried to, and then I realized they've all been there this whole time. <laughs> I just, it just slowly faded to the back. But they've come to the forefront. I am excited. I am going to give It Man 2 a fucking three slicer. It was a awesome it's just maintaining that same level of fighting style just the visuals i mean that's why you're here let's be honest this is a this is a martial arts film you're here to see really badass martial arts camera work is cool the fact that it's a period piece i think adds it to me personally i love this time period i like this i like the suits and the hair and the uh, the late 40s going into the 50s kind of style that the world seems to have at this time i really really like it just all adds up to a great film for me thoroughly enjoyed it it man two yeah. three slices that's legit uh while you were talking you said you weren't sure what the uh, twister's real name was right oh yes yes i did i did some research twister is his last name his first name is titty full name titty twister <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad we have. Oh, I'm glad we have the uh, official word on that. Then that's the tidbit there. I, I saw it on Wikipedia. Twister into nine. He's getting ready. Oh, he throws a right hook. Oh, he got twisted. The titty Twitter. <laughs> the titty Twister strikes again. That's enough. Titties getting <laughs> twisted. Speaking oh, of enough, I think this this impression is long since been over, but I'm gonna keep pulling it out. Adam <laughs> the crumb. What do you have for us? <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, I, I love how you're like, I'm gonna end it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give this sentence a very long delay pause in between every other word. That was that was classic. That was great. All right. I, I guess I'm gonna try to close <laughs> I'm going to try to close this out with the movie, a uh, horror comedy. Dennis, do you like uh, the movie Freaky Friday? Oh, why not? All right. That sounds yeah. like a no. No, like no. Movie, I, uh, it's all right. Friday yeah. the 13th. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a no. I know you hate horror I like, movies. I like, <laughs> you like neither of those movies. But what if I told you there's a movie out there that's a combination between Friday the 13th and Freaky Friday called Even Freaky. Even better. Let's do it. All right, so I watched a movie called Freaky, starring Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. Fuck yeah. Um, this movie is about a girl. Uh, her father died uh, maybe about a year ago before the movie starts. Her mother's a bit of an alcoholic. Her sister is kind of a cop. She threw herself into her work once her father died. The mother's an alcoholic, like I said. And mm. the girl is just trying to find her own personality, but she just bends to the needs of her mother and kind of puts her mother first. And uh, she's in a really tough place in the small town that they live in. There's an urban myth, a serial killer named. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the fucking serial killers, the butcher. There's, there's a guy named the butcher who goes around and kills kids around the homecoming time. And uh, nobody believes it. And mm. then, uh, on home, uh, homecoming, uh, the day before homecoming, there's a couple of kids that were murdered by the butcher and it's at this house and there's this ancient artifact looking kind of uh, knife that he steals from this kid's house. And, uh, the next day there's a homecoming, uh, football game. Needless to say, this girl, uh, is, is the mascot of the school. She wears this like beaver outfit uh, and does like mascot dance. Uh, so pretty much this girl is, is, uh, is kind of frumpy. It's your classic. Oh, this girl's ugly. Uh, but, uh, maybe if she, uh, changed her hair and dressed a little different, she'd be a knockout, but everyone gives her shit. She has two best friends pretty much, uh, at the end of the homecoming game, her mother did not show up to pick her up because she was passed out on the uh, couch. She drank too much. And her friends offer a ride home and she's like, nah, my mom will be here. And then lo and behold, nobody comes to pick her up. She's the last one there. And then off in the distance, you see this large menacing man slowly walking towards her. We find out it's the butcher. She kind of runs from him. And at one point he stabs her with this knife. And luckily the girl's sister kind of comes to her rescue. She's a cop. She kind of shoots at the butcher. The butcher runs oh, away. Shit. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. So she lucked out. But what happened, uh, the girl realized when the butcher stabbed her, he kind of got inflicted with the wound himself right in the same area that he stabbed her. And oh. uh, so she goes to the police station, and explains what happens. We see that the knife gets 
uh, dropped and it's now in evidence in the evidence locker. And then it's Friday the 13th is the next day. The girl wake up out of bed, but something feels a little off to her and it's kind of creepy and eerie. Then we see the butcher wake up in this old abandoned factory type place and it's a very eerie, creepy place. And uh, we find out that the two have switched bodies. <laughs> and uh, so now the butcher is in this girl's body. And uh, once he finds out that she goes to school, he gets very excited because now there's a lot of people that uh, he can go and kill. Unlike the girl, uh, he actually dresses up in some pretty provocative clothing, puts on some makeup, uh, does something new with the hair where yeah, he hits the town and everyone's like, oh, boy, who's this? Oh, wow. She's a hottie. What happened? And then we slowly see uh, this girl kill a couple of people here and there throughout the school. And Vince Vaughn is like freaking out. Uh, Vince Vaughn is now playing like a teenage girl. And oh, it is hilarious. Like he he's great. Oh, as my a teenage God. Girl. So he goes to try to get his friend's help and the two friends kind of attack him. And then he ideally gets them to believe, oh, shit, this is her. She has a dream where she hears the uh, the dagger that stabbed her talking and it keeps saying this name. And so her friend Googles the name and it's like they, they're like, oh, there's something written on this dagger because they find it online and it's written in Spanish. So they go to the <laughs> Spanish teacher and the Spanish teacher is like, oh, no, this says uh, whoever gets stabbed with it will be uh, swapped bodies with the person who did the stabbing. They, they must uh, switch back by stabbing within 24 hours or uh they're they're changed forever so they gotta catch up to the butcher who's this girl running amok and at the same point uh we find out earlier before any of this happens uh, the girl has a crush on this jock who's kind of a nice guy to her uh and at one point or another the the boy and uh the girl in the butcher's body are together and she has to prove that she's really the girl to him and she uh, vince vaughn recites a poem a love poem and the boy, like, he just freezes and he's shocked. He's like, you're the one that left this fucking note in my locker. It's an anom- anonymous. You wrote this. And so you kind of start seeing Vince Vaughn flirting with a teenage boy. Oh. And uh, it gets even creepier and airier. And it's it's kind of hilarious. And uh, there's some brutal kills. And like I said, the, the one issue I had, uh, even Sarah had it. And I was talking to your previous uh, co-host, uh, Corey. Uh, we all agree there's not enough Vince Vaughn being a teenage girl in this movie. He needs uh, <laughs> there should be way more. And uh, he, he fucking knocked it out of the park. So for me, uh, Freaky, um, I'm going to give this uh, three, three slices of toast. It was really funny. Wow, okay. It had great kills. Uh, Vince Vaughn killed it. The girl killed it. Uh, the the supporting cast were great. Um, yeah. So this is uh, in theaters right now, but in. I want to say the middle of December, it's going to be released on VOD for uh, people who don't have a chance to go to theaters. So definitely check it out if you get a chance. Nice. No, that sounds awesome. I'm very intrigued yeah. by that, actually. That's really cool. But um, yeah, I know I know I know we, we, we talk a little bit about uh, TV shows here. Dennis, I wish I wish you had HBO Plus because there's a cartoon that I binged the fuck out of and loved and watched while you were gone. Uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon is fucking mind blowing. It's about her breaking up with a Joker and wanting to become her own like supervillain. She wants to join the Legion of Doom. She gets her own gang together and it's just great, dude. Uh, If you ever get a chance, a way to watch Harley Quinn, you should check it out. Oh, damn. Yeah, no, that's that's actually one of of the uh, animated DC 
stuff. That's at the top of my list of things I wanted to see. I know, mm. I know they've done well in the past, so I was hoping it would be, at least be as good as like the uh, the animated Suicide Squad film. So thoroughly, yeah, I, I remember I watched a little bit of that and I liked it. I feel like their stuff's pretty good, but this one it's like an a hard R like adult. They swear there's like crazy oh yeah, stuff. that one was too. Yeah, that one was that's very true. much yeah. in that in that vein, and that's what I'm hoping for is that it just continues. I I want to see more of that. I like being acknowledged as a a comic book fan, an animated animated mm-hmm. feature fan, but I'm also an adult. Like, yeah, <laughs> and this is definitely ma- it's kind of like a sitcom in a way. Like, fucking Kaylee Cuoco knocks it out of the park as Harley Quinn. Fucking um, uh, Lake Bell is awesome as Poison Ivy. Alan Tudyk plays so many roles. He's the Joker. Oh. He's um Sick. Clayface, who's hilarious. Um, but my favorite is um. Uh, fuck. What's his name? Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Oh, boy. God damn it. I wish I had some I don't know. teens to, to crunch right. on. Right right. So, to the so, microphone. so, um, you know, um, what's his face? Uh, the, the, the guy that we're talking about possibly being, being a chocolate Christ. Um, Christopher Walken. Uh, yes, yes, yes. He would be a great, <laughs> um, what's his face? He was big. Now he's a little skinnier, big wrestling fan. Uh, oh, Ron Funches. Yeah, yes. I don't know why I couldn't think of Ron Funches. He plays King Shark, and he's awesome, dude. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, fucking my favorite is Bane. Bane's hilarious. And I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but it's it's the it's it's amazing. I binged both seasons like oh, back, to back. They were awesome. Oh, but man, um, making me jealous. <laughs> but the one thing that I know you have watched, man, did you watch episode three? I know we barely talked about it earlier of uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> There you okay. are. Just in time. Cool. We're talking well, about yeah, that Star Wars program. With, with the Yoda? The little, the ah. tiny, tiny, tiny green man. The little frog man. Oh, no. He likes he eating the frog eggs. What? Yeah, so we're, we're of course, we're going to have to touch on a little bit of the Mandalorian because we are big old fucking Star Wars nerds up in Movie Toast. Spoilers. Spoilers, so, guys. Yes, if you're trying to, if you haven't enjoyed it yet, please bounce the fuck out. It's been good. It's been real. We love you. Goodbye. Get out. So for the rest of you who watched it properly, you know, when it came the day it released, uh, this is this is for you. Um, We fucking love. I don't know. I loved it. That was a great. Finally getting to see the confirmation of more um, Clone Wars lore and bringing a lot of that back into the fold, finally getting to unite the TV series with the, uh, the animated TV series with more of the feature films. I mean, it's already being done and it's there. If you look very, 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 very closely, it's all been solidified, but just, just a little more nods. I love this. Bo-Katan. What a badass! Katie Sackhoff fucking kills it. Of course she could be a Mandalorian. Why the fuck not? That was awesome (laughs) to see her kill that. As usual. Um, mm-hmm. And then just uh, I, I like seeing this kind of piratey world like for that for a quick second. You thought you could settle down when they're out on that boat. And it's like, you know, I don't know. She's still, still get a still get a eerie vibe. But clearly it was for a reason after they got fucking jumped. And so do you guys want to give a rundown of uh, of what happens in this episode? Like what the premise of it is kind of. Nope. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Uh, I'm just a, I'm just a guy in a cave. A guy in a cave. 
Hey, you got you got the good mic this week, though. This is so. the way. It is. It's the only way. <laughs> the only way if the frog eggs. The frog eggs is that okay? I heard like fucking Doctor Brule there for a second. Like eating frog eggs. I don't know. I'm trying to. I just hear John C. Riley's voice for some reason. They got pretty good with the marinaries. Check it out. Frog eggs. Let's check it out. Doctor or doctor. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, after the the last episode, they're hopping to the next planet. They get to their next destination, and they land. And you know, Mando's ship is just destroyed. Mm. You it's know, trite. He's trying to get it. <laughs> yet. It's this destroyed, destroyed, blown to bits kind of thing. You know, he needs to get it fixed. And uh, the frog lady meets his her husband, and they get to fertilizing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, after that, he uh, he asks the frog guy to point him in the way of where he would know where other Mandalorians are. Uh, he goes to the bar, asks the bartender. Bartender asks the guys. Guys take him out. He gets ambushed and. Baby Yoda gets eaten by that a was fish. fucking heart breaking, man. Gnarly. I was like, holy fuck. Well, he saw the shell close. Like, as soon as I saw that thing snap shut, I'm like, okay, so it's it's gotta be fine. He survived worse. But oh, all yeah. of the all of the uh Quarren and uh Moncal dudes, they might be good fishermen, not good fighters. Uh <laughs> did not last long. Oh, they yep. all died. They they all they're all chopped up into sushi. <laughs> right, something's eating them. Uh, after what is it? So yeah, I guess without breaking down the entire the entire yeah, sorry. It's the they they get so they get jumped. The uh the main um our title character he starts fighting back. Seems like he's getting bested, but that's when three Mandalorians swoop in to fucking save his butt. And the baby Yoda's butt, and they just a lot of butts to eviscerate. Save. I like butts, pirates. Butts are pretty good. They, yeah, Mando butts. The firm butts, big butts, big booties, but butts, butts. We got them all, big butts, little butts. We got come over to the butt bar. We'll show you a good time over here, everybody. They got all the butts. Was it kind of weird? Did you guys think as as the Mandalorians kept swooping down? I'm like, wait, are we seeing the same one jump up and jump down? Like, I knew it wasn't happening like that, but it's just a little disorienting knowing where oh. they were coming from and where they were to me. I don't know. I I, I can just tell by the by the blue. I can just tell by the, like the color of the armor because Mando's like kind of that coolish mm. like gunmetal gray, and then the other guys are blue, mm-hmm. like a kind of a midnight. Blue. Yeah. So. And the and their visors are different. They're more cat like, yeah. and Mando's is more old they have, fashioned Boba Fett. Yeah, kind of. the the styling of the armor that Mando was sporting is supposed to be old, like old school inspired uh, Mandalorian like battle armor, uh, like exactly like you said, like the shit Boba Fett would wear. The stuff that uh, Bo Katan and her crew has is all like it's high class it it's well it's it, not traditional so much as new age like government soldier this is what if you were um if you were getting close to the palace if you were getting close to doing any sort of security detail for any sort of the really big heads of uh politics or 
whoever's in charge of the planet, that's closer to the armor you're going to be wearing, or at least uh, Mandalorian military. Because um, in the Clone Wars era, that is what the bulk of the forces wore, was that kind of blue. But that was also after they broke off from their splinter group when they used to be Death Watch, and then not all of them are Death Watch. That's a whole other, that's running down a whole other direction. Um, huh. uh, Darth Maul's, well, not Darth Maul, Maul's gang, his he is the uh, he ended up trying to take over Black Sun. Anyways, holy shit. I went way down the different direction. Uh, you're, good, you're good, fam. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I, I, I just, you know, it, it's really cool. And the, the thing that surprised me is like the type of Mandalorian Mando is basically like the old school Mandalorian mm-hmm. kind of lore where they never took off their helmets. Yeah. The fact that he got super surprised is like you're Mandalorians. You're not supposed to take off your mm-hmm. helmet. Like we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that he, he's, he, he really is just a regular guy in a way. Like he doesn't always win fights. He gets in sicky situations where he does get hurt. He, he gets the shit beaten out of him. He gets captured. Other people have to sweep, come in and save him. I like that about like our hero. Like it doesn't happen too often. It's almost, it's almost human. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very human. Like, I mean, Baby Yoda has some kind of sticky situations right now eating with babies. Yeah, eating babies and causing a genocide. You know. But he was he made up for it. He was like watching the babies hatch and like just I mean, he was still probably thinking about eating them. I but. feel like he felt remorse. That's that was the uh, the takeaway I got just from the facial expression they gave mm-hmm. the child. It seemed like that once it finally saw them hatching was like oh shit this is what i was eating that's what yeah. i gathered from i don't think he really got the the gist of like like you know how jedi can actually sense the like there's a living being mm-hmm. in them oh yeah it, it's like true it, it, it might have sensed something but not recognized what it was sensing and it's also a child yeah. too so it yeah, he's not like 50 know. years old guys yeah you know what I really like? I feel like this season they're giving him more like traits and like little facial gestures and little like movements that they I feel like he didn't get to do as much in the first season. And now they're really like, let's give him a personality. Let's make him a little more likable, a little more human like. I feel like we have the chance to now because now that we've established all the backstory and we've we've given value to the child. Now we can start playing around with how we feel and what we're enjoying about the child being there and stuff like that. I'm excited to see the real like uh, live action version of Ahsoka Tano. Fuck yeah. Now was she, she was what uh, uh Anakin's uh, uh, apprentice or sidekick. Yeah. yeah. She was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice turned rogue, went back to the Jedi order, then went rogue again. You know, yeah. she's got the, the bad end of the lightsaber. Definitely. Um, just trying to follow their rules. She gets turned back into a corner again, over and over throughout her Jediing career. It, she's great evidence as to why the Jedi council doesn't exist anymore. And it is huh. cool to see if you really, if you really focus on that part of the story that's going on in both clone wars and rebels, her character is a shining example. And it's like, it's totally makes sense why her character exists entirely. Now it's that this is why the universe doesn't support this system anymore. They tried it. It was, it was in place for like thousands of years, but it came crumbling down because this is what can happen. Power corrupts power. Like, or what is it? Power corrupts Absolutely. No matter this big, even, even this big entity that is supposed to be, uh, uh, guardians of, 
the ga- you know the original guardians of the galaxy these are guardians of peace they're supposed to be not promoting war when actually they started being used as instruments of war instead so they they burn themselves to the ground at that point not even realizing that was the direction they're going and then you get to see nods of that like the little the few lines that um uh Liam Neeson has at the beginning of episode 1 mm-hmm. have a lot more impact because now Liam Neeson is like he he's he's a huge rebel he is a standout jedi that's like Okay, he's a great guy, but he's got some uh, crackpot ideas. It's like the other Jedi well, kind mean, of like giving him side eyes. Like, mm, okay, you're kind of fucking. If out it there. wasn't for him, we wouldn't have Darth Vader. So I feel like the exactly. world could have been a better place. No, that's the, but then that's the point. It's like he's his nonconformity mm-hmm. made sure that happened. And he he would have been the linchpin. So. It, there's this I, I there's this fan theory of had he not died, he might have prevented uh, Palpatine from rising to power, given that he actually would have been the positive influence Anakin needed, not just Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan wasn't enough. Great As great as Obi-Wan is, he himself recognized when he'd lost his pupil and Anakin started to go down his own route. Um, huh. Even because Obi-Wan himself is is human and he's prone to love and caring for others just like Anakin did, but he didn't let it control everything when he lost, mm-hmm. when he had lost the woman he loved, he didn't then allow that to fuel his hatred like Anakin did. So very, very different views of things. Had, had he had the extra guidance, I feel like maybe not. There would have been uh, Jedi master Anakin instead of Darth Vader in an alternate universe. Yeah, kind of kind of reminds me of a, of a movie that I, I watched a while back. Uh, you know, it has a corrupt government and uh, it's called a uh, ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> only if you keep roofing nails in the cleavage. That's the only kind of goat story I'm interested in. Oh, yeah. I loved you, goat. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you were like a brother to me, goat. I want to marry you. <laughs> On that note, I think we should call it yep. an episode. <laughs> I think we're there. <laughs> we didn't even fully get into the whole uh, stuff that they were doing against the rebels, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I think we got it. We got it. If you watch the episode, you know what's going on. We're if got- you didn't, fuck you. Yeah, I was drifting all over the place and just random Star Wars-ness at that point, but we that's another podcast, I think. We just need to start that one next. After Shrek cast. Maybe once a month it should be a movie podcast. It should be a Shrek podcast. It should be a Christopher Walken podcast. It should be a uh, uh, Mando podcast. Well, I guess we don't even have that much days in the month to do all that. And then we we had one more called The Podcast that is about other podcasts that you should be listening to. Oh, I could go on for days on that one. Oh, boy. Well, yep. Uh, so yeah guys uh, thanks for listening uh, if you made it an hour and whatever minutes we're in uh, you guys are fucking troopers and uh, you should definitely come follow us and tell us how great slash bad our impersonations were how great slash bad our reviews were all at movie underscore toast on such social media such as uh, Friendster, Live Journal, uh, wherever your grandparents used to go. Page book, uh, like, face. Yes. 
on the radio. Uh, (laughs) Definitely you porn. We have a lot of ads out there, Uh, but no, seriously at movie underscore toast on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, uh, discord, and at movie toast news reviews on Facebook and YouTube. We got some different stuff up there. Please just uh, interact with us. Take part in these polls that we're doing. Uh, Take part in the show. Help us find movies to talk about. Tell us what you like. What's your, yeah, what is your, I, I can, now I can't remember if we asked last week or not. Uh, what is your Thanksgiving film? It's coming up. It's right around the corner. What's the one you got to get in before the turkey is done? Tell us about it. Yeah. Ding dong ditch. That's the episode. That it, and I guess we should ask everyone to, you know, try to stay toasty. I'm the king of the swingers, oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me.